I'm so excited. This is a live episode of McCool and the Gang. Welcome to this podcast. Awesome. Hello. She's here. I am here. We've got the wonderful <laughs> shelves in it. Oh, I love your wallpaper. Thank you. I thought I'd bring you a little tour of my house. Uh, I have to say, my yeah. small dog is also like attacking a pineapple cat's bed over there. Um, <laughs> just, just out of shot. Um. So, Shelzena, how are you doing? I'm good. Well, apart from having spent part of my early afternoon uh, with hands caked in mud, thanks to the dog, I'm all good. How about you? <laughs> I'm really good, thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you on and ah. just so good to see you, even if it's on a screen. <laughs> I know, it's weird, isn't it? But it is actually right refreshing to actually see you on a screen, even, you know, just to have a conversation. You yeah. do feel like you've been living in a bubble, in a weird, weird I know. bubble. I know, I, I was in studio this weekend in London and honest to God, like, it was like an actual holiday abroad. It was insane. Like, I was loving life. Um, a change of scenery is good though, isn't oh it? Oh my God, yeah. It, it really helped me out so much. But yeah, it's so good to see you and I'll let you introduce yourself, <laughs> Shell. Oh, uh, it can be quite lengthy. Do you really want to? <laughs> Do it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, hello, I'm Shel Zenner. I am a radio presenter, producer, new music journalist, new music obsessive, uh, aficionado, host, voiceover. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Podcaster, all sorts. So yeah, I like new music. I like radio. I think that kind of sums it up. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And we're just going to have a big chat about life and music and just what's been going on. Um, so how's it been for you? What, what have you been up to? I know you've got your radio, you know, you're doing Excess and Amazing Radio. You know what? I look at what's happening around me and I am exceptionally thankful that, uh, you know, I have been broadcasting throughout the pandemic. You know, things have changed. I've not been allowed in certain buildings, uh, but I've still been on air. So I have to look back and think uh, I've been really I'm really thankful that I've kept a lot of work. There's a lot of things that I have lost. You know, I've not been able to support people to the extent I want to not being able to go to gigs, obviously, mm. which is a massive thing because you realize it's not just seeing people live. It's actually those connections you forge, those people that you regularly see at gigs, mm. um, you know, missing all of that. And, you know, there's a lot of events that haven't happened that I'd normally be working at, um, you know, festivals and doing Q&As and interviewing people. But, you know, there's been a lot of other the work that's come up like little you know bits of filming and live streaming and you know I guess like most people I've just been kind of like re-evaluating what setup I've got and what I can do to help and you know I've had different opportunities I've been on Radio 4 in the last week which has been oh amazing wow what was that my for? Mind. Uh, I did a documentary a few months uh, a few months ago for BBC Introducing uh, in Lancashire which was part of a series of uh, BBC um, Introducing Live masterclasses and it was all about the, the gender imbalance in the music industry. It was called Just a Girl. And uh, it was chosen, obviously this week, it's International Women's uh, Day and Mother's Day and with everything that's been mm. going on, uh, they've decided that uh, it was one of the picks of the week that you can get hold of and listen to via BBC Sounds. So it was just oh, the most bizarre thing hearing my voice, my own voice, even if it was just a sentence on Radio <laughs> 4. I was like, what? And I look back that's and I've also was on Five Live again this year, you know, talking about about uh, how things have impacted artists and, you know, what we can do to support. And 
you know, I know you will know this more than anybody that, you know, not everybody can afford to buy a record or something right now, but the things that mm. you can do about sharing posts on social media yeah. and, and supporting and commenting and, you know, things like that really can make a difference. So it's been, been, you know, been surreal and weird and it still is weird, but I'm trying to find word, ways to be creative and supportive and yet still keep motivated. The music really does help, I have to admit. The music coming in helps. And my puppy who has disappeared for the moment, which makes me think she's <laughs> up to no good. Come back. Oh, God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, ha- it's happening, you know. I just think that's fantastic. Well, yeah, it's 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 stuff is, but you know, it's about making the right. I'm trying to do things that are constructive to not just help myself. Obviously, there is a, an issue with the the gender, you know, imbalance in the music industry, and obviously, you know, there are real issues right now. I mean, I've spent the last few days assessing PRS applications, and it's frankly heartbreaking, you know, seeing how many artists you know, have made so little money in the last 12 months and, you know, that they're having to take second jo- they're, they're having to take jobs and, you know, different things to... Here's Nico. She, I knew she would make an appearance and oh, she's decided hi-ya. to arrive and hump my arm in coordination, which is just Amazing. lovely, isn't it? Say hey, Neeks. <laughs> Don't bark. Hey. She's really barking. There she is. Look, literally, she's attacking me. Um, she's also bought the noisiest toy she has. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's like French fries in a packet. Fries before guys. Fries before guys, babe. <laughs> I'm trying to teach you the right the right messages in life. <laughs> Do it. I mean, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it's been it's been so weird. It's been a weird time like trying to keep creative. I guess you must feel the same but on the other side because I, I'm yeah I'm I'm doing what I can you know I've got a playlist that I do like twice a month of new music and basically I just try and keep it like all of my mates and people I know who are releasing new music and I just yeah I I just want to shout about it and it's it's so important to help isn't it and and just keep keep trucking and keep talking about it and yeah, it's absolutely. Just... I mean, I've been doing that ever since I've done my amazing radio show, which has been on air for like nine years. I've always had this feature called The Bandstand. And I know not everyone's a band. You know, there are people like solo artists like yourself. But I think it's really important to delve down in a scene and get people to talk about, you know, people that are in their space that they're really liking. Because how on mm. earth otherwise do we get to know people really early on and start to champion them to help them get to that next level to get noticed? Mm. So, you know, it is really great that artists are doing so many of these playlists now because I just go on Spotify and I get lost in their world and understand a bit more about what's influencing you and what's you know making your journey what it is it's it's, you know I think that there's that hunger at the minute for people wanting to know a bit more about their fave artists what makes them tick almost like maybe it's a bit nosy I don't know Um, yeah the dog is literally on my shoulder isn't she no it's fine don't worry (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I did um I, my last playlist was all about um a sun going down and all the sonic references, and putting that together was uh, even though I, I had it in my head and I knew what they were and obviously I'd known that since wrote the song, but just looking back at them, I was like, oh yeah, that was a that was a total sonic reference for that track. Like Deftones was a, was a sonic reference. <laughs> like what? But um yeah, I think it's really interesting. You know what I do? I do this with every guest. Um, I probably should have told you this. Um, but I really want to know, um, because you wear so many hats um, within the music world, you know, 
producer, uh, host, DJ, podcaster, uh, live gig person, everything. Um, how, how did you get into all of that? And was there one thing that was came first and led to other things? <laughs> no, um, I basically uh, started out in, um, I basically started out reviewing gigs for a website you know, you get a bit of guest list to go and see an artist mm. and write about it. And I was like, I did it for a while. I ended up actually writing a single review column for a magazine in Manchester called Chimp Magazine. And then I ended up going from there to being the Manchester correspondent for Fly Magazine and various things like that. Yeah, I ended up doing that. And then I was like, well, I'm actually a bit of a laboured writer. I always thought I'm not a very good writer, to be honest. And then I got an opportunity. Somebody, A few people had said to me, why don't you do radio? You have a great voice for radio. Mm. And I was like, nah, whatever. So I ended up getting into community radio. I mean, you know, all the stuff that's been flying about over the last week. I was the person, uh, well, firstly, big ups to Salford City Radio. He gave me a hour on radio every week where I learned to drive a desk. I learned to do interviews with a £43 um, dictaphone that I bought off eBay. Uh, you know, it was not broad broadcast quality, but I didn't care. Yeah, uh, I made fun. it work. And I went from there to... Um, Bolton FM I was the person with all the stuff that's been flying around about women safe at night and stuff I was on air till midnight and I'd lock the building up I put the alarm on and I'd walk through Bolton Market on my own and to my car <laughs> you know what I mean it's like yeah. yeah you know the things you do because you want the experience and you want yeah. to progress and you want to get somewhere but you know those those places were so supportive they allowed mm. me the freedom to kind of you know do what I wanted to do I mean I started off just basically legally downloading music and putting new releases and putting it on the show and over the time I was there I was like I just got contacted by more and more PRs and I was emailing a playlist of you know what I'd played around to a load of PRs and I'd get sent more and more music and then eventually Amazing Radio uh, just I mean I've had, I had various other uh, little opportunities where Radio Manchester would say come on and help us review some singles and stuff like that and then eventually Amazing Radio kept nicking my ideas like the the, the artists I was supporting, <laughs> they were just all of a sudden in session on Amazing Radio. And I was like, oh, oh great, that. guys. That's really interesting. Yeah. Eventually, they relented and gave me, offered me a show. Uh, and that was nine years ago now. Nine years Amazing. I've been on Amazing Radio this year. So uh, this month. So, you know, it's all kind of gone from there. You know, I got myself a, a job as a freelancer at the BBC. I then started working, uh, presenting weekend breakfast on Excess um, Manchester, thanks to a wonderful controller called Matty White, who is uh, on TV and radio and stuff in the Manchester area. So, you know, I've been really lucky. I've been given some really great opportunities. And, um, you know, I guess I've worked really hard as well to kind of hone my skills, learning how to, you know, Know, sound edit and produce mm. as well as mm. presenting so um and yeah I just got more and more into I guess the anoraki side of stuff like I can do digital and website stuff and you know um and then it's building a network isn't it building contacts and building mm. respect from people so hence I've ended up starting to you know give master classes and lecturing and hosting and DJing co-curating nights which has been really great and um yeah uh, you know it's gone on from there really so it's just little stepping stones isn't it really and building mm. network I mean have you found it like that too I think <clears> when you meet more people and you build a network 
Yeah, it's it's kind of like trajectory, isn't it? I guess, and it's. Uh, I had a conversation about this with my sister yesterday, um, on on how a lot of people seem to have a plan. They have a life plan that they have to achieve no matter what. But then the other side of it is that so many people, and and there's no right way, but so many people as well just see what comes next, and it's quite a more relaxed way. And I, I'm very much one of the, I'm very much that person. Like I will see what comes my way. I've got skills. I know, I know what I want to do, but it's kind of like a reactive thing because I think, I think if you, if you focus too much on like one goal, you know, life happens. Like how, how Mm. do you know that you're going to achieve that? And what happens when, if you don't, what else is there um, to kind of keep you interested and keep you, uh, you know, surviving? So yeah. it's 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 funny, isn't it? It's funny. I I think I've become a little bit more not 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 less relaxed, but more kind of uh, psychological about it. As in, I don't know whether that's the right word. Actually, you know, things happen for a reason. Cerebral. S- <laughs> yes, cerebral is a very good word. But you know, like sometimes things happen for a reason, and maybe it's not the thing that you think is should happen, but it might be that it's taking you to a better path. Um, because I love radio, and I'll always love radio. And I think the thing for me is. I love new music and I can't it's like I can't not um devour new music because I I'm I'm like into new everything so if I see Mm. a new packet of biscuits in the supermarket I want to try it Mm. you know it's like almost like it's inbuilt as a thing because my parents Mm. once said to me why do you think you're going to be able to make a living out of this I mean you know you're going to get old one day and I'm like well yeah so are loads of people on radio you know Mm. they're older because they take their experience with them but you know as I build into more work and I'm using doing different things and you know trying to share like I love uh, artist development and actually supporting artists and giving them advice and I'm doing Mm. more mentoring this year which has been really rewarding like you know not just to musicians but to people that are trying to get into the music industry as like professionals like women Mm. who want to get into radio and stuff like that and I think as more of that I'm doing, the more rewarding I'm finding that kind of work. So it's, and I think it's nice because it keeps it all fresh and interesting and exciting when you're doing different things every week as well. Like, yeah, which... you know what? That that's that's a good point because I always think, um, you, you know, when sometimes you think about your life and um, would I be happier if I did this? Would I be happier? And um, I always think being being as we are, you know, creatives working in a creative industry, it's very it's almost like scary how much you have to rely on your own prerogative to survive and make an income. And I always think, would would I be happier if I was in a salaried job or like a, I don't know, like more steady profession? And then I just think, no, I definitely wouldn't be. <laughs> because what I love about this this kind of lifestyle is, yeah, the lifestyle and the variety and and the possibilities and you know there's many within music that as you you know as you do there's so many different things that you can do like you know I'm a session musician I'm a songwriter I am a podcaster now I didn't think that would ever happen I've got my own (laughs) radio show now it's bizarre and I also facilitate workshops for young people like similar to you like mentoring and 
it's just insane like the the the, the things you can do within one industry mm. is especially music is vast and what yeah. ha, what an exciting industry to work in even though it's not very exciting at the moment well um i also yeah. think it's important for the people to have you know that people that are relatable and accessible as well you know yeah. obviously i still feel like there's a real issue with a gender imbalance you know in the in the music industry and um i mean i've been racking my brains for how to help and i've got a few ideas you know time permitting that will kind of pan out but you want people to know a that the whole music industry is not based in london and i think covid has shown <laughs> yeah. that it doesn't need yeah. to be in london yeah it really doesn't but also that there are local people that are, you know, accessible and there, you know, for you mm. or people that you can aspire to be like that make you realise that that career isn't impossible if you want to do something. I mean, you say about a day job, but I've been there and yeah, it is much easier because you're only splitting your brain one way. Like, mm. I'm not saying that what I do is easy because you're literally, there's people messaging you like every day about, you know, you might think I'm only working on that on a Saturday or I'm only working on that on a Thursday. But the reality is you get stuff all the time and you're yeah. just trying to juggle it. And it does feel like your brain's about to implode sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I was in a day job, a nine to five, where it was pretty much jobs for the boys. Uh, if I wanted to change the podcast, on my my mobile phone they would be giving me a dirty look saying I was faffing around with my phone even though I'd met all my targets and done all my deadlines wow you know and that's how offensive I'd found that experience in the workplace for a long time and I'd spent so many years with music in my ears it was like the way I zone out and concentrate better for me is to have music in my ears it's almost inbuilt now um, so I think there's a lot of unconscious bias that happens in the workplace and still a lot of sexism and stuff like that but right now I think you've got to look at where you're at now and what what is making you feel like you're accomplishing something and that you're mm. enjoying because I think if COVID's taught us anything is that you want to be doing something that you enjoy. Yeah, there was a bit, well, yeah, on the other side of that as well, I found I had quite a lot of like realignment of priority and and just thinking about, you know, when, the, when, when music effectively just went kaput <laughs> um, and everything got cancelled, I was kind of thinking, oh my God, yeah, like my, you know, all my skills and my training and education has been around this thing that's suddenly not viable anymore. And that was like really scary. And I know that, you know, it's not, it wasn't just music. It was basically everything else. But I think we can all agree that music especially and, and the theatre and the arts took a massive, massive hit um, in particular. And that was really like, really terrifying for me and I, I felt really um I don't want to say this word but I felt quite helpless I was like mm. I, d I don't really know what else I am I could do like I could apply for jobs but I don't have any experience in a job other than music really when you're so far down one career track you like and something like this happens I think it's perfectly normal to panic mm. you know because you feel like you can't do anything else but almost you need that Eight, be, to be able to step back and actually see all the skills like 
I know you're exceptionally organized, you're exceptionally focused, and it's and, and not everybody has that skill set. You know, to do what you do, you need to be very organized, good with money, uh, resourceful, you know, and just mm. have all the bits in, that you need to slot into place. And believe me, the amount of people that can't do that is pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is perfect. So I have your musical picks and I just want to ask you about a few of them because mm-hmm. I think that you've you've suggested these because they have good stories behind them and they've got kind of memories and good conversation yeah. starters. So the one that speaks to me the most is Radiohead and you've picked High and Dry. Mm-hmm. So what is it about this track that resonates with you you know that like in there's times in your life where music is just the thing that saves your soul you know you're in a time and your place you're (laughs) struggling to know how to make sense of stuff and this takes me back to being at university and it was my first time living away from home and I was just so down I don't know why and I honestly think I played the bends every night before I went bed for a year and this song saved me I would honestly say this song saved me and that is why I love music so much because it has that inherent power to just lift your spirits even if it is the most depressing song and the thing (laughs) is you can always take yourself back to a time and a place with music you know exactly where you were the first time you heard something when I fell in love with something and this Mm. song is just or will always be incredibly special to me um, for that reason. Mm. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. We did some photos in the studio over the weekend and we whacked Radiohead on in just basically full back catalogue, <laughs> all the vibes, and uh, the bends came on and I forgot about that song. And honestly, when, you know, the first couple of notes, I, did, 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 I was like, oh my God, this song is just... I just need it in my life more. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? The way you forget about things, yeah. I know people get involved in politics and people's views change and tastes change, but actually, you know, it takes you back to a time and a place and, you know, a certain time in your life. You might have been having a really rough time or you might have been having the best time and found the person that you love and that song will always stay with you uh, Mm. because of of that moment, that special moment. But, Mm. yeah, for me, it doesn't get better than a song that I feel saved my life, so... Yeah. Probably a bit extreme, to be honest, but, you know, Mm. it was hard. In those days, it was much harder to actually find people that were on your wavelength, especially when you're a bit of a music anorak like I've always been, Mm. you know. (laughs) There's no shame in that shell. (laughs) I am going to ask about one of your other track picks. Okay. Um, The one that is... uh, I really want to know about this, okay? Maybe I've heard this before, but Opus... Three? Have you never heard this track before? Fine Days, no. No, it's called Fine Day. Fine Day. Is it possible whether you can sing me a bit of it? Um, Really terribly? Is that too, is that too much to ask? <laughs> See, if someone asked um, me that, I'd be like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I, I actually don't I, know yeah. all the words because it's more about the beats and the feeling. It's a really atmospheric song. Okay. And it takes me back to kind of like late rave kind of a bit of trip hop in there as well and it's Mm. such a great vibe and if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed at the minute it's the kind of song that you could totally put on kick back chill out enjoy and I think at the end of it you definitely feel 
a little bit better. So mm. the, the the other one that's that um I'm looking at here is Baby D. Let me be a fantasy. I do know that oh. one. Let it be your fantasy. That one. Exactly. And that is why you're the singer and I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) It is just such a good song. Um, So those two, they're kind of from the same era, I'm thinking. Yeah, they are, actually. This was kind of like me when I was 17, 16, 17, uh, getting into music uh, with my mate Amy. Shout out, Amy. Um, She is amazing. And yeah, we just used to go clubbing. I started going clubbing when I was 15. And I'd go like to these... I was clubbing when I was 15 and my dad had picked me up. Like, I'm not joking. What a cool dad. Hashtag cool dad. I started going out to an under 18s night and within like a few months I was going to full blown clubs, but I didn't really drink and I never have really drunk that Mm. much in my time. Uh, But my dad just knew I needed the music and I needed the social life and I needed to be interacting with people. So my dad would generally pick me up, um, you know, at two in the morning or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? My dad is the best, I have to say. Yeah, it sounds uh, great. You know, Baby D was just one of the tracks at the time where you you on the dance floor without even a shadow of a doubt and obviously <laughs> rave was kicking off but at that point mm. it was kind of like a little bit too young to go to the hacienda it's too far away i grew up in the midlands didn't really know that much about it you know these are the days again before social media and stuff before you know you'd have to be reading nme or something yeah. like that to know what was going on elsewhere opus three as well i think was just 1992 you know it was like studying just loving life basically and again it's like electronic dance music a bit of house in there but it's just kind of a little bit ethereal as well um so do you want me to try it it's going to be so awful i've got lyrics though yeah go for it Okay. It's a fine day, people open windows, they leave their houses just for a short while. And then there'd be this brilliant... Yeah! Which is like, you know it. Have you heard it? Yeah. Did I do a good enough job? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I, that, you know what that reminded me of? Like, the Never Mind the Buzzcocks intro round. That was good. I was like, yes, I know it. Awful. Boom. And that is why I am behind the radio desk and not the musician. Oh, Shell, that was beautiful. That was <laughs> no, great. We just love, love that tune, honestly. Get it in your ears and it will make you feel at least, I would say, 20% more energised and, mm. you know, a bit calmer about what's going on in the world. I think, like, again, music has the ability to, to change the way you feel about everything at any yeah. moment, doesn't it? And sometimes just whacking a tune on um just really makes all the difference i agree it's it's, it's it has the ability to heal it's gra- it's just groundbreaking you know frank frankie says relax frankie goes <laughs> to hollywood like it is totally groundbreaking music people are not people are unafraid music and art people just are unafraid to do insane nuts things and I just think that's great. But yeah, m- music can just change the vibe of yeah. things immediately. It's incredible. The job um, that people do, like syncing music to TV and film, I think is absolutely incredible. Would you Would you ever be interested in it? Totally, totally. I think you'd be great at that. Yeah, I think it's actually quite a hard field to get into and quite competitive. Yeah. But you, the fact that you can change something like a pivotal moment to a really intense moment with with a soundtrack is just mm. it's just amazing, isn't it? It just takes something probably very good to next level, which is just a beautiful thing. Yeah. 
Would you, uh, you know what? I, I was thinking about music supervision. That's what it's called. So music yeah, supervisors yeah. are people who choose tracks for TV and film and, and such. Um, yeah, what, what an interesting job. I think that's, I don't know whether I'd be good at that because I, I would just pick music that I liked, but that's mm. not necessarily what it needs yeah well that's kind of like working for bbc introducing in many ways because Mm. you know you're getting uploads from people that are you know uploading music of all genres and you have to put your personal preferences aside Mm. and you have to play the best of all genres um Mm. so it it is harder than you think because you know we're all very aware of like you know, I'm extra aware of who I am and what I really gravitate to, but it's actually really hard week, you know, on a daily basis when you're at work that you've got to remember all that and you've got to remember. It's almost the impartiality that's so important. Mm. It's actually quite difficult, but, you know, it's really important job and really important to make sure you are aware of that. How do you judge it then? Is it is it how it makes you feel? Is it the quality? Is it, what is it? I think mainly mainly it is the quality. I think over right. you know over years and years of doing it you do tend to hone that you know what is good enough to be played either locally or on a national station and that's what you've kind of got to do as well because you're not just playing things out locally you're forwarding things over to national stations and national shows so I chose a song as my shell scorcher a couple of weeks ago and I loved it and I thought it was so chilled and relaxing that I forwarded it over to Sean who does the chillest show on Radio 1 and it got a play Um, it's a track by Retract and Iora who are both really talented from Manchester oh I know Iora yeah yeah really good track and uh, that's the thing it's sometimes just knowing a what sound quality and production quality it needs to be and I'm I'm not saying that everything needs to be super produced there is a place for bedroom producers and hey Billie Eilish recorded her debut album in a in a bedroom with her brother didn't she so you know yeah. it, it's about you know it's it's that kind of quality of songwriting instrumentation and production all kind of combined mm. you just know when a song is good enough or not I mean sometimes there's songs that don't go to air that are definitely good good enough to go air but to air but it is the current frustration of then just not being enough airtime. Yeah. I mean, I said the other day, I listened to 650 tunes a week for my amazing radio show and I have about 30 songs that I can fit in. That's insane. That is insane. Keeps me busy though. (laughs) Yeah, keeps keeps you on top of all the new stuff coming out, hey? You're like the first person to know. Oh, definitely. And I'll never take that for granted at the end of the day. Yeah. I um, I I just want to take a moment to remember and I remembered this the other day when we went to that everything everything gig in Leeds do you remember that mm-hmm. that was can I just say I love everything everything so much so that was just the like such a good night <laughs> Do you know what? I just don't think they get their due, everything, everything. They don't, do they? And they I don't understand why. I spotted the other day that they're going on tour with Foles and I was like, I am so hyped for them. I know Jeremy's played bass in Foles of late, yeah. you know, but I'm like, I really hope this just gives them the springboard because they are so underrated, so you know. and insanely good, yeah. They are, they are. Oh Yeah, I, I completely agree. I completely agree, like... They're just nuts. They're not good. That's how good they are. It's what, nuts. What um, is it though? What? Why do you think an artist like Everything Everything hasn't got their due and hasn't got the commercial acclaim that I think they truly deserve? You know why it it could be. 
maybe I'm an arsehole for saying this, but I think they're just, what they do is so intelligent that mm. most people who are just plodding along on like listening to stuff on the radio or maybe then they're in the car and and they just hear it and kind of don't really get it. Maybe, I don't know though, because as a musician, like you're the worst person to talk about music really. <laughs> because I don't know. it's all wrapped I, up in your own... I don't know. I, I still feel in the music industry and I don't know whether it's just me or if I'm out of line saying this, but there's a cool factor and if you're not seen as cool enough then you just don't get the you don't get the platforms you don't get the media you don't get the support you don't get the opportunities Mm. i don't know whether that's just me or whether it's i don't know see i i think they're so cool me too like i just think they ooze cool they're cooler than so many other bands who are massive they've definitely got an edge um, nothing about them is 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 naff. Nothing. Maybe it's the age old story. You know, you look at the likes of like from Manchester Elbow. You look at the likes of I Am Clute, who literally spent years working away, releasing album after album before getting their due and actually massively blowing up. Mm. I really do hope that that is what happens for Everything Everything because I've supported them since they were on the NME Radar tour playing Key's Boyfriend, and you know it's mm. and you know. Each album is just incredible and, like you say, super intelligent. Like, who else could write a a song that has the lyric, what is it, like like a fat child in a a push chair? Like, who, who, who else would get away with that? But it totally makes sense and it is a beautiful beautifully resonant song it is uh, it's just like wild but yeah no it's 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 really really kind of far out lyric but so relatable and that's mm. that's ta- that's talent <laughs> in it do you know what i mean yeah i just remember I, I, there's an anecdote i've got from that gig which is i have to say it i don't even I, I think you were there i can't remember but we were you you know what you were interviewing vitamin right okay um do you remember and i was on the couches backstage and there was a girl bless her she she had a bit too much to drink and she wasn't feeling too great so there was a pizza box involved to as a prop for something that she was doing which (laughs) I felt really sorry for her um but there was you know there was someone there helping her and like are you okay and like taking care of her hope there was someone holding her hair out of her face there was someone there was someone there yeah but um, always essential Always, yeah. But the, the um, oh my God, I've forgotten his name, John, Jonathan, the singer, came out the dressing room and I I was just like, uh, I grabbed him, I was like, oh, you know, that was great, I'm a big fan, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I was like, can I get a picture with you? And he was like, yeah, sure. And so I got the, the guy who was, who was taking care of the girl, I think they were like mates or possibly brother and sister, I don't know. Um, I was like, I went over to him and I was like, can you get a picture? And he just looked at me and he was like, is this a joke? Like, what What the heck? Like, she's she's really drunk. Like, how dare you come and ask to take a picture of this drunk girl with you? And I was like, no, 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 with Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I would never do that. And he was like, oh, oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was just like... Are you for real? As if I want to get a picture with this poor girl. Like, no. 
Um, but that was just something that made me hysterically laugh that night. I don't remember that. I must have blocked it all out. <laughs> The good stuff that I miss because I'm working, it's just annoying. Ali, <laughs> no, you know now, you know now. You can enjoy it now. Oh, thanks, <laughs> I appreciate that. I have one more thing to ask and then we will wrap it up. But um, the, the main thing, okay, so you've put in your music picks, Take mm. On Me by Aha, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the most incredible songs. And videos, Ever. right? Yeah. I mean... The range is insane. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy? Uh, When I was growing up, uh, I, like, was obsessed with music and there was very little about. My parents didn't have a record player or anything like that. Uh, I uh, eventually got a Walkman, which was huge, uh, so I could play tapes. But I just remember back in about 1985, they had this annual music show. I can't remember what it was called, but for some reason we'd, we recorded it on tape, like on video. And I watched that obsessively, like, and there was so many great songs on there from like artists like King, who you probably won't remember, but that video from Take On Me, uh, the Take On Me video was in there and I was just obsessed with it. Mm. And you know, like, again, you think pivotally, how, you know, how did you get into music? I was, you know, seven years old when I heard that six or seven and it stayed with me, that whole video, I watched it and watched it so many times. I almost wore it out. You know, the artists that were around at that time, you can imagine like Kate Bush and Madonna, Mm. you know, just so many absolute legends that, you know, that song, and I still think, you know, like visual, like you look at things now and people are like, yeah, I really need to make sure that I do something visually that's good to, to, you know, accompany the music because that video always stays with me and it still looks as fresh today as the Mm. day they made it and that's absolutely incredible really isn't it when you think of the time it was made and the technology that was available at that time yeah it's it's a great concept like you can never be a good concept no like and yeah and it's a great concept like going into a sketch and being a yeah sketch like great (laughs) but his voice just stays with you doesn't it you know that's what I I love about music when you hear someone's voice that is unmistakable and they could be they could be like collaborating on anybody else's music but you hear that voice and you know it's that artist Mm. there's something exceptionally special about that isn't it yeah you can't beat a really high note in a chorus either you just can't beat range the range on him oh my god yay well you know what it's it's time it's time thank you so much shell for coming on to mccool and the gang and i hope you and nico have a wonderful evening and hope to see you in the real world soon yes thanks for having us Nat. nay probs yeah bye Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe and follow to this podcast. I'm Natalie McCool and you can find me and my music on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and also on my website nataliemccool.co.uk. Thanks!